My name is Jim with CGC Sports Illustrated, and this is podcast episode number nine. As usual, I'm going to cover two topics today. The first is pretty cool. It's an interview I did with a fellow collector named Brad who stumbled across some vintage Sports Illustrated issues. And two of these issues ended up being the highest graded issues we've ever seen, both from huge superstars and both are first covers. So it's, it's an amazing story. So we'll talk to Brad in a few minutes. Second topic, I'm going to update everybody on some recent sale prices for issues. I know I keep talking about recent sale prices, but um, it's because every time I talk about them, it seems more issues keep breaking all-time records. So we'll look at some recent sales prices. First, my disclaimers, unless I otherwise say so, I only talk about newsstand issues. I don't talk about subscription issues other than to say I don't talk about them. If you want more information on why that's the case, go back and watch podcast episode number eight, where I take a very deep dive into that topic. Uh, my second disclaimer, I believe in full transparency. Whenever I talk about an issue, I do my best to remember to tell you whether or not I own that issue. That way, you know exactly where I stand personally, and you can make your own, you know, make your own mind up about everything. So I recorded an interview with a fellow graded magazine collector named Brad last week. Um, Brad's got this amazing story about how he came upon some incredible, very collectible issues. I'm telling you, stick around for the whole interview when we reveal those issues in their graded form and the grades they got. They are literally one of a kind, um, and, and I'm just thrilled for Brad. So here's my interview with Brad from last week. So Brad, how you doing? Hey, doing awesome and, and actually even better over the last few days, you know, as, as uh, you know, the collection continues to grow and, and just absolutely loving everything that you're doing and, and really this community that has been cultivated through the, the CGC grading. It's been so much fun. And, and so I'm really enjoying it and happy to join you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad you are. And so, I, I, you know, I asked you on the podcast today because I want you to tell a story about how you came across some amazing Sports Illustrated newsstand issues. Um, and if you're watching or listening to this podcast, you're definitely going to want to stick around for the reveal of these issues because they are um, one of a kind, top grades, major superstars, incredible finds. Um, but first of all, um, and then so everybody knows, you know, Brad and I don't know each other really well. Um, we're in the same Sports Illustrated Facebook group, which, by the way, if you're into this, you should join that Facebook group. Just go to um, Facebook groups and search CGC Sports Illustrated. But Brad, start off. Tell me how you got into Sports Illustrated's and collecting. Like, I mean, did you have a subscription as a kid and stuff? Sure. I, you know, I, I think like a lot of us, it started out with baseball cards, football cards, and then yep. you know, in the early '90s, uh, when it when that got way too saturated, I figured, you know, I got to start collecting something else. I had an SI subscription. And then, so I figured, you know what, I might as well make it a hobby to go get SI's autographed. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area. So had a lot of opportunity with all the teams there um, to go and meet people and golf tournaments, that type of thing. So, um, you know, it just kind of started naturally from there and I'm a collector by nature and I just, I needed something else to do besides sports cards. And so it, it, it took off from there, had a couple of friends, you know, that, that I live near that were also into the hobby that introduced me to this. And, um, and so it, it's been a, a fun whirlwind, I guess, over the last 30 years, primarily up until recently, you know, collecting signed ones. Um, you know, certainly when I was a kid going out and getting them autographed myself and, you know, now I've turned to, 
at least, you know, over the last few years going out and buying them or, or whatnot. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it grew, took off. I had at one time over a thousand autographed SIs. Nice. Um, then I started to really focus on golf. I'm a huge golf fan. Um, and so my goal was to get every golf issue signed and, you know, really in the last year was when I, I, I started to learn more about the grading side of it. Um, you know, I will say your group, certainly your podcasts have been huge educational tools for me, but then just talking to people and learning more about it. Um, and man, I am absolutely hooked. I, I, <laughs> I could care less if I ever get another one signed because I love how these things turn out. They're great display pieces. They are. Um, and so I'm, I'm full, full, full uh, speed ahead in terms of being a collector of these now. Okay, so uh, 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 thank you for that, because that's great to hear. And that's interesting. I didn't know you came from the um, autograph side of things, because that's really been going on for a long time, decades, because Sports yeah. Illustrated have always been a great medium for autographs. Um, and there's been a huge community associated to that. And then it's only been the last few years here where people have been getting them graded. And that's kind of a completely different thing. So that's, that's good to know that you came from the autograph side of things. Do me a favor and, and tell me the story about and don't don't reveal the issues yet. Um, OK, I'll, I'll let you know when to do that. But tell me the story about how you found uh, a handful of, of, of newsstand issues that turned out to be you know freaking amazing. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those stories we we all as collectors will read about every once in a while that somebody found something in an attic or something, you know, found a Babe Ruth, who knows what, you know, buried in the basement. And it this is truly one of those types of stories. I, this past summer, I was in South Dakota for a wedding uh, with family. Um, and I love when I'm out traveling, I love stopping at antique stores, flea markets, and just, you know, meandering through I've over the years, you, you just find a whole lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And so I love doing that. South Dakota has a, a lot of antique malls. Um, and so I always look forward to going there and, and seeing um, and picking through them. I take a couple of days and, and just, you know, peruse the different stores. So this past summer, we're there. I'm at a, a fairly large antique mall. Frankly, you know, look like a dumping ground. It's a big warehouse and just stuff. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those a lot of those look like that. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. And so stuff is everywhere. And there's some cases and things. And so going through the rows, I, I come upon a case and I see three Muhammad Ali SIs that were kind of obscured and I couldn't tell if they were newsstands or not. And so I asked the owner if he could open it up. He did. They ended up being basic newsstands. No big deal. Close it up. And I was about to just keep on my way. And he, he said by happenstance, do you like Sports Illustrated? And I said, yeah, I, you know, I always play coy. And yeah, I, I'm kind of into right. it. I, I enjoy reading them. And uh, he said, well, I just got this collection in. And I would love to clear the space out of my warehouse. I got 70 plus boxes. And he said, would you like to go see him? And I said, let's go take a look. And uh, we <laughs> sure, I guess go, so. Yeah, okay. I got, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, might as well. Let me check my schedule. Yeah. Um, and so we go back to the warehouse and sure enough, there are stacked and they're kind of buried. And, and uh, there were 70 plus boxes all organized by year um, you know, perfect magazine size. And so I opened a few of them and I saw, you know, I, I opened a few from the sixties and they were just in incredible condition. They were subscription issues, but just amazing. And so I thought, okay, I, this looks like it's going to be something I'll want to do. I asked them, 
you know, if, what do you want for him? And, and he said, you know, I'm more interested in just clearing the space. So he said, $400, everything's yours. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after I picked my jaw up off the ground and, uh, you know, of course I go and find my wife to get permission, which I rarely do, but for some reason <laughs> I did, because it was more about, Hey, do you mind me packing the car up with these? Right. 70 and, boxes full. Yeah. And, uh, and she said, yeah, go for it. And so, um, sure. We load them up, we take them back to the house, um, unpack them all. And I, I, for a day and a half, I was going through these, just seeing them and I'm just seeing better and better issues again, all subscription, but they were all from a single owner and an original subscriber. So literally Mm. from the second issue on his, his mailing label was on him. And most of the years, it looked like he may have read them once and then he packed them very tightly in these boxes and stored them away. Um, and so I would guesstimate after going through them, it was from 1954 to 1990 were the years okay. for it. And uh, I would say 85% of them were in good to immaculate condition. Um, and again, most of them in subscription issues. Well, as I'm going through them, I hit a stretch in, in November, December, 1964, there's a, a mint run of newsstands. So, you know, Bill Bradley, uh, there's nice. a Muhammad Ali in there. Um, Alex Karras. It's so there was just an amazing random stretch of newsstands, a couple other newsstands kind of sprinkled in throughout the other years. And, uh, but again, everything was just really clean. So I figured, you know, I'm going through these chronologically and, and kind of picking through them and, and, Sure enough, I, I get to 1960 and, and um, you know, flipping through them and absolutely, you know, fell over when I came across uh, a pair of them that were new, not, a, not only newsstands, but superstar newsstands. And to take it a step further, virtually mint condition. And I absolutely, I absolutely couldn't believe it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm at this point, you know, you're just so excited and um, and again, just packed in these random cardboard boxes. And so, you know, immediately I set those aside and, you know, long story short, figured out how many I could take back home. We'd, we had uh, driven there from Illinois and um, figured I could get everything to 1969 in there, plus all the other good issues from from there forward. Literally looked like the Beverly Hillbillies driving back here, but I had <laughs> one box where I had the absolute, you know, cherries from the entire collection. I made sure those stayed in the front seat, that type of thing. So, um, and got them all home immediately, you know, took these two issues, sent them off to CGC. Um, uh, now I got to ask you, Brett. So did you send them walkthrough? I, I sent them walkthrough. Okay. Um, and, and, and did you get them pressed before you got them graded too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, okay. you know, like you have said, and um, you know, every submission I've done for basically the last year, I get pressed and then, you know, certainly graded like all of us right now, it's taking a super long time. I was not going to have the patience to wait for these. Right. So I, you know, paid a pretty penny to get them to yep. walk through. It still took almost three months, but you know, more than worth it. Um, and then after that, I sent another, you know, batch of probably close to 40 off. Um, And these were a mix, honestly, of certainly all the newsstands that I found that were in great condition. But then I also had several, certainly subscriptions, but like the Mickey Mantle, the first Mantle issue, incredible condition. So I am curious to see, A, how those come back. And then, 
you know, as we all really like newsstands, I'm really curious to see what the market looks like for really good condition subscription issues and just see where that goes to. I figured it, it wouldn't hurt anything to at least get the superstar subscription ones done and, and because they're in such great condition. So that was uh, that's what I did. And, you know, through this, I've listed a few on eBay, met some great people. I had a guy in Minnesota that bought, you know, several hundred of them because um, he was trying to rebuild his collection. And mm-hmm. so it's it's been great, you know, getting to know a few people through this and, and through selling on, on eBay. So that was the, uh, the the long story of how we've arrived and, and are having this conversation. Well, let's not let's not hold people in suspense anymore. Do me a favor and let's reveal these two uh, these two newsstand issues and the grades you got on them. You got it. Let's see here. So we got <laughs> absolute incredible looking Jim Brown. You know, maybe the greatest football player of all time. Uh, that's right I mean so if, if if you're watching this and you're not so this is Jim Brown's first Sports Illustrated cover this is an impossible cover to find in any condition uh, 9.0 is a pop one of one none higher so it is the highest graded copy in the world of one of the best football players in the world and certainly one of the most collectible Sports Illustrated and then right next to it <laughs> you've got the first Jack Nicklaus cover again yeah. in the highest grade in the world 9.0 newsstand uh, a massive superstar like Jack Nicholas, um, you know, an issue that's, you know, what it's 60, 60 years old or more, both of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are, like you said earlier, when we started, these are the types of stories that people tell for years and years about yes. how you just stumble into some backwoods antique mall or flea market and happen to find, you know, a couple of Holy grails that, 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 that we thought we'd never discover and see. Um, it's amazing, yeah. Brad. You know, and, and the other thing that, again, was special to me because I'm such a big golf collector. I mean, finding the the Nicholas was was the cat's meow. But then, you know, right, right behind it to have the Jim Brown pop up one issue later, because, again, these were all in chronological issue uh, um, order. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, you've got the Nicholas from September 12th of 60. And then two weeks later, you've got Jim Brown. So, um, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> remarkable to come across these. And. You know, it, I got the grades back recently. Um, the last, the highest graded Jim Brown had been 8.0. So yep. to get a full grade higher on that was, was outstanding. And then Nicholas, you know, even better, the last, the highest was 7.0. And to have a 9.0 in that, I, I was beside myself. Just amazing. Crushed both of those. Well, Brad, I, I, I don't want to keep you much longer, but I do think it's important to talk about is that you, you, um, you decided to, and you have sold the Jim Brown, but you decided yes. you're going to hang on to the Nicholas. Yeah. And again, just going back to the great community that is, has formed over CGC, I've, I've gotten to know several people and, and uh, was keeping in touch with a few folks that I had let know, hey, these were being graded and, and they asked, just keep in touch with me. And so uh, was able to get a deal done um, a few days ago and, and uh, sold the Jim Brown. Um, and then, and, and, you know, surprisingly slash shockingly was able to sell it for what we think is the highest price ever paid for a graded one. And, um, and you're, you're comfortable could, saying how much you sold it for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I did, I asked the buyer for permission and uh, he's more than happy to, to share it. But, uh, the Jim Brown, he bought it for $13,500. Um, Amazing. so again, just, you know, tickled to death over it. And I am holding on to the, the Jack Nicholas. I, 
I think it's a great addition to my collection. In fact, I just bought one of those great wall mount frames that you promoted in one of your videos. Oh, did you? Yeah, absolutely. those are so cool. And, and, and see, that's why you know, it's so funny you mentioned that. I'm glad you got one because I bought a couple of them, too. Yeah. You know, these things are worth a lot of money and we want to show them off. And I searched forever to find uh, something where I could put this in a frame to where my wife would think it looked cool hanging on the wall, yeah. even in even in my office or, you know, the basement or something like that. Yeah. And there just wasn't anything out there. So hats off to the guys at Crafty Comics for uh, uh, for putting those together. If, if you if you want to display your Sports Illustrated on the wall. CraftyComics.com. They've got a great one that fits magazine size uh, graded issues. Um, Thirteen thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's that's the highest for either a private or public sale that I've ever heard of. Um, so we, uh, you know, broken another record. We've set a number of records in the last couple it's of months here as far as sales prices go, and and here we are, literally six months, six weeks after the last record was set, and we've set another one. So yeah. Amazing. So again, excited, excited to see where this hobby is going and, you know, just happy to be, you know, a, a part of it, contributing to it and just having a ball of fun, you know, uh, meeting more folks and, and putting these things together. Me too. Hey, Brad, really appreciate you coming on, man. And, and, and telling us that story. And again, congratulations on those finds. It's, that's the, it's the, it's the find we all dream of. That's right. Appreciate it. And uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, I love talking with Brad there. Um, guy's just got such an amazing story that's like the classic you know barn find somebody finds you know a rare ferrari that's been sitting in a barn for 40 years under you know tarps and dust and all that stuff or you know discovering a mickey mantle rookie card in a shoebox in an attic somewhere i mean that's literally what brad um just did just found a couple of amazing amazing issues so uh congrats brad uh, that's awesome okay let's talk about some recent sales because Sale prices, and I've done a video on this. You can go back and look at it in the last month or so. <clears throat> um, sale prices for really high-end, super premium pieces keep going up and increasing. So let's take a look at a bunch of these um, that have happened recently. So this is uh, Magic Johnson. Now, right after I did my last video, I think the same day, uh, this issue sold. So this is Magic Johnson's very first cover from 1978. It's at a 9.4. That's a pop one of one, none higher. Um, I can tell you that the final sale price on this was right at $10,000. So again, that's a record-breaking price for any uh, copy of this issue in any grade. Um, another one for uh, the very first Sports Illustrated um, from 1954, $11,000. That was the final sales price on this one. Again, the prices on this issue have tripled over the last 18 months used to be able to get this for about three thousand dollars they've gone up more than three times that um lately another big one here i love this cover this is just amazing um this is magic johnson's first pro cover so his two previous covers were in his michigan state uniform this is his first pro cover i think that makes this issue a little bit more collectible than it normally would have been for a run-of-the-mill third cover but graded at 9.6, pop one of one, none higher, sold for $5,000. Um, again, a record-breaking price for that issue. Several more here. Um, this was the highest price I've ever seen for a Michael Jordan first cover graded at 7.0. So um, again, Jordan's first cover in his North Carolina uniform from 1983. Seen these 7.0s sell for about 2,500 to 3,500 the last six months. Uh, this one selling on eBay for $4,000 again, by my calculations, that's a record price for a 7.0 of that Michael Jordan issue. 
Um, this one, this is a 6.0. Mickey Mantle's very first Sports Illustrated cover. This sold for $3,000. Again, everything I've done and all the research, that's the a record price for a 6.0 Mickey Mantle first cover from 1956. So again, records keep being broken on ultra premium, ultra high-end pieces. Talked about this issue a lot in the past. Walter Payton's first Sports Illustrated cover. Super difficult to find in any condition in newsstand. This is a 7.5. This is not the highest graded copy out there, um, but this one just sold for $2,500. That's a record price for a 7.5. Couple more to look at here. Larry Bird's first pro cover, um, 1980. Again, similar to Magic Johnson, Larry Bird's first two covers were in his Indiana State uniform. This is his first uh, cover in a Celtics uniform. This is a pop one of one, none higher at 8.5. It's from 1980. Larry Bird's first pro cover sold for $2,500 recently. All these sales are in the last couple of months, by the way. Um, I thought this one was really interesting. So you can see that the uh, best offer was accepted. I did some research on this. The final sale price was $2,200. This is Kobe Bryant's first cover. It's at a 9.6, so it's not a 9.8. There are several 9.8s out there. But again, this is the highest price ever paid for a 9.6. Final sale price on that one was $2,200. Guys, keep in mind, Heritage is starting to list a ton of Sports Illustrated. Um, so always be checking HA.com, Heritage Auctions. They regularly have Sports Illustrated graded for sale there. This was an interesting one. Rod Carew's first cover, 1974. Pop one of one, none higher. It's a 9.2. Just sold literally this week for um, over $1,000. I was really interested in this one. This is Derek Jeter's first Sports Illustrated cover. Oh, geez. Let me go back. I forgot to mention issues that I own. Let's go back and do that. I do own a copy of Magic Johnson. It's not in good shape. I own several copies of the first uh, issue ever. I do not own this Magic Johnson uh, first pro cover. Um, I do own several copies of this. 6.5 is my highest graded so far. I've never been able to get a Mickey Mantle, so I don't own this one. Total bummer on my part. I do own a copy of this. CGC and graded won't be anywhere near uh, 7.5. I do not own Larry Bird's first cover. I own several copies of Kobe's first cover. Sorry about that. Um, I do not own this Rod Carew first cover, uh, but an interesting one sold for $1,000. Back to where we were, Derek Jeter's first cover. So this is a 9.4. Um, there's several 9.6s uh, out there and at least one 9.8. This is his first Sports Illustrated cover from 1996. I love this cover. Looks great. That's a record price paid for a 9.4, $750. I own probably, I used to own a 9.6 of this. I sold it. I think I own three or four copies at CGC that are getting graded right now, but uh, record price for Jarek Jeter's cover. Um, Michael Jordan, 1989, Raging Bull is the headline on this. I own several copies of this one. Um, this one graded at 9.2, just sold for $900. That's a record price paid for a 9.2 of this issue. Similar sky high. That's the headline on this one. Michael Jordan from 1988 graded at 9.0. You guys know I'm a huge Jordan fan. I'm almost done collecting all 50 of his Sports Illustrated issues. So I certainly own a couple copies of this one. Um, $900 is what this sold for. And that is a record price for a 9.0 of that issue. Yogi Berra. This is his first Sports Illustrated cover from 1955 graded at 8.5. There are several out there at 9.2. I know there's a 9.4 and a 9.6. So a bunch graded above it, still sold for almost $1,100. Um, I think I own three copies of this issue. They're all at CGC being graded um, right now. 
And this one, this was a record price for this issue. This is uh, Peyton Manning's first Sports Illustrated cover from 1996. There is a one 9.8. There's a couple 9.6s and a few 9.4s. $870 is what this one sold for at 9.4. And that's a record price paid for a 9.4. So you're seeing first covers, uh, first pro covers, premium issues, the record prices being paid for those grades. That trend continues. I do see a continuing softening in the mid-level to low level of, of graded Sports Illustrated in the market. Guys, that's podcast episode number nine. Please follow me on social media. Subscribe to my podcast. It's available wherever you can get podcasts. Um, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Um, my username is the same everywhere. CGC Sports Illustrated. I do have a new unboxing video that'll be coming out. Um, I should get that shipment from CGC this week. So I'll have that unboxing video coming out soon. And um, another podcast around the corner and just a lot more of this. Please leave a comment. Leave a question if you have it. I'm happy to answer those directly. And thanks so much. We'll do this again soon. Soon.